Recent Optus and Medibank hacks have highlighted the need for adults and children alike to better understand the fundamentals of cybersecurity. Dr. Nicola Johnson from the School of Education at Edith Cowan University has reviewed cybersecurity in the new national curriculum and is calling for children as young as five to be taught the basics of privacy and data security. Welcome to Cosmos Insights, where our newsroom journalists talk with the researchers who are changing the world. I'm Petra Stock, and this is Dr. Nicola Johnson. Nicola, what cybersecurity skills are included in the national curriculum and what content is new in the version that was released in April this year? Hi, thanks, Petra. Um, In the new version of the Australian curriculum, it's version 9.0, there has been an addition of a new strand called privacy and data security. So this is um, an an excellent um, addition, and it obviously looks at how you um, are being safe online, um, what risks to avoid, how to um, keep your... um, password to yourself and that sort of thing so that is a um, real real positive inclusion um, and there's certainly more um, aspects of cybersecurity that are mentioned in the curriculum particularly in the digital technologies learning area and then the, another addition that's happened is the uh, information and technology general capability skill has been retitled to be called digital literacy so there is definitely more digital focused, Um, cyber type um, content in the curriculum but something that's really resonated with um, people is that children need to be um, not just cyber safe it's not enough they need to be cyber secure. So what cyber security and safety skills do children actually need and what important pieces did you find were maybe missing from this new curriculum? They are certainly taught to be uh, aware of their digital footprint and, um, you know, I think the whole notion of stranger danger when you might go to a a park, you also need to be uh, thinking about that when you're um, online, okay, so you you can't trust anybody else who's online um, because they, you know, they're not necessarily um, who they say they are going to be. What we've realised is that the 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 cybersecurity content that covers like your your more important concepts are taught is taught at the moment in years in the secondary. And so when you go to, into year nine or ten and you can take um, information technology or computer science as an elective, that's when the significant cybersecurity concepts are taught. So what is what we've found is that a child can go through a school and not learn anything about cybersecurity unless they take have that specific interest and focus. So our headline to get attention was five-year-olds need to be taught cybersecurity, but really what we're saying to get your attention is that um, the content in senior secondary probably should be taught in junior secondary and then earlier. So identity theft, for example, is not taught until years five and six, and arguably that's too late ransomware and phishing and scams not till year seven and eight we just think the rate of cyber cyber crime is moving so quickly and the curriculum is very slow to change it's not agile and being responsive to changes in crime and how fast things move and so what we're seeking is 
and more input from cybersecurity experts in the industry to say what serious concepts should be taught in the curriculum or, you know, to parents because of the rate of serious, significant rate of change. Mm. I mean, obviously, children as young as five often have access to digital technologies and you've suggested that maybe that's the age they should start learning these skills. What kind of things might those younger primary school age children be able to learn? Like what, what, what might that look like? Well, things like um, uh, keeping your password to yourself, but also making it a password that's not easily um, guessable. And um, ownership of devices is increasingly becoming younger and younger. And so like, for instance, my daughter had her first iPad at age of three. And so the thing, the thing is that the, we might think, oh, five-year-olds, they can't understand that and they can't get it. But the thing is that the the usage of young children is so significantly different to previous generations that they're a lot more capable of engaging with and knowing about what's safe and what's secure. And we shouldn't assume that they, that they are, are incapable of that. What support might teachers need to be able to effectively teach cybersecurity, which they'll obviously have to do with this new curriculum? Yes, well, we think, um, you know, it's all very well to put stuff in the curriculum. We know already know it's overcrowded, it's very dense, um, and teachers are struggling to um, teach it anyway. So professional learning is really important, and we need to ensure that teachers themselves are secure in the, their personal networks and their and what they you know in the statewide systems and that sort of thing, and so they need to be confident themselves and capable with with cybersecurity and knowledge of technology, um, and so the only way to do that is to pr- provide them with support and professional learning. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask about role modelling because obviously a lot of schools, particularly in lockdowns, use a lot of digital applications, social media, different platforms, you know, also sorts of digital management systems for attendance and notices. Should education departments and schools also be role modelling these kind of cyber secure practices in the way they kind of choose and use those technologies? Yes, absolutely. Um, a system is only um, secure as until someone can um, crack it. So I, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that um, statewide departments are very um, uh, cognizant of um, ensuring that the data of students and, and teachers <clears throat> and schools is, is very um, secure. So, I mean, the, the thing is that we know that when... Like we've got first-year cybersecurity students at university and we know that they will just leave their screen and not log off and they'll go away, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever. And so anybody can go in. So it's <clears throat> it's that kind of thing there and, you know, sharing of passwords or, or just log on as me and that kind of thing and um, having easy to, like, the research around um, the top 10 most common passwords like it hasn't they're the same sort of passwords as they were 10 years ago like people still using the same sort of thing instead of you know we should be teaching about you know um multi-factor authentication and that kind of thing uh so it's it's just uh 
we're just many of us are just are too casual. <laughs> Think of all the people that you know that have been um, scammed. It's hard to know, hard to th- identify someone who hasn't been scammed. You've undertaken this review. You've mapped the new curriculum content and look specifically at Western Australia. But what sort of advice do you have for education departments and curriculum authorities as they start to try to implement this new curriculum? Well, it's, <laughs> I don't sort of want to say that I, I have all the answers. I, I just, I do, my, in terms of advice, the curriculum and the systems around curriculum are very rigid and inflexible and you have three to five year reviews of curriculum you have extensive consultation and so modifications and changes just take a long time and then once you've got a new curriculum and then you implement it into schools typically until it's mandated and assessed that you are making you know doing the new curriculum it's not going to get taught um, because teachers are so busy, they just do what works what, and what works right now. And they, they commonly do what they've done before because that's how you survive in the classroom. So I think it's the whole notion of this is pointing to uh, biggest issues around um, what is curriculum, why do we have it, and why are we so focused on teaching content as opposed to meeting the needs of our students in our class. Is there anything final you wanted to add about your recent work? Well, um, the thing that um, we didn't, I didn't realise was that this month, October, is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Well, it's just gone November, but, yeah, October when the um, report was released. So that is quite timely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there, there's a lot of resources for parents um, online. So you've got um, raisingchildren.net. You've got um, Telethon Kids Institute has just released a series of resources called Cyber Friendly Schools. And so they're resources for teachers and schools. You've got um, the Australian Cyber Security Centre resources, and that's a nationwide um, centre. So there's lots of stuff online for anyone who wants to seek those resources to sort of enhance their own cyber security, their students and their teachers. I guess given recent events, we all should look to kind of refresh our cyber security and safety skills. Thanks so much, Dr Nicola Johnson, for speaking with us today. Thank you. You can read more about Dr Nicola Johnson's review of cybersecurity in the new national curriculum on our website, cosmosmagazine.com. This podcast is produced by the Royal Institution of Australia in Adelaide on Ghana land. The Royal Institution of Australia is a not-for-profit whose mission is to communicate science widely as the key to a better world. We do this through our stories, which are turned into educational resources, teaching the scientists of tomorrow about the science of today in classrooms across Australia. Support us by subscribing to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's last print science magazine, and Cosmos Weekly, its sister e-publication. Mm-hmm.